Okay, welcome Olivia to No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So welcome to the show. Thank you for giving up some time to come on the show. It's really much appreciated. So for our viewers, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you currently do, please. Yeah, hi Scott, nice to meet you. My name is Olivia. I'm born and raised in Jakarta, Indonesia. I moved to Europe to the Netherlands in 2014 to pursue my master's study in the Netherlands. And last year in 2021, I moved to a small town near Dusseldorf in Germany. And right now I'm working full-time in a pharmaceutical company in the supply chain, but I'm also working as a coach, specializing in helping female expats and international women to reach their fitness goals. Fantastic. So, you know, that's quite a broad international experience you have there. Um, so what we'll do is we're going to go way back to, you know, childhood, school mm -hmm. activities. So were you involved in much sporting activities? Come again? Were you involved in much sporting activities growing up? In grow, uh, growing up, I involved with running and badminton. Badminton is Indonesian national sport. Yeah. We are big in football as well, but we are not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing like uh, until junior high school, I'm doing badminton and running, but not so much in uh, fitness, going to the gym and everything. But then high school and high school, I start to think about, okay, how I want to be when I grow up, which university that I have to go to. So I didn't go sport at all in high school. Yeah. Nah, fantastic. And, you know, growing up, even into becoming an adult, did you have any challenges? Yeah, I I grew up in a very humble family, so we don't have, uh, you know, like a extra financial safety net. Yeah. So uh, the reason I don't do much sport and focus on studying in high school because I want to secure my future because I know it's up to me. Otherwise, I will not, uh, uh, you know, like how to say it, overcome the poverty. Yeah. And it has to come from education. And I want to bettering my family's life, not only myself. And I think that's what molding me as a person that I really, I grew up with uncertainty about the future. But when, the, when I crafting my own future, I'm really holding on into certainty. And, you know, when you are starting to be a coach, you're being an entrepreneur, certainty is a dream, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, Uncertainty is the, the way of living as an entrepreneur. So I learn about myself to let go of the certainty and embracing what will be possible for me, the uncertainty. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, Olivia. So, so let's talk about how, you know, you became part of this niche that you, you know, you train women only. So where, where did that come from? Uh, yeah. So uh, when in the second year of my life in the Netherlands, so I uh, yeah I got granted scholarship to pursue my master study for a year. So I got only nine hundred euro per month <laughs> for everything, and for twelve months. And after that, my visa will be expired. I have to earn my own money abroad in the Netherlands. I didn't even speak Dutch at all. <laughs> 
and you know like uh, uh, at the second so I was like really grinding hustling uh, in the end I got a job but it's not the job that I want but I still keep it right and then I went uh, into depression uh, because the job really sucking my soul and I met my then boyfriend and he introduced me to fitness and he told me hey you are not happy not healthy mentally you look so tired why don't you go to the gym and i almost want to like uh, slap him like i'm tired you asked me to go to the gym <laughs> like you said you love me why you do this to me so that's how i get introduced to fitness i started to want to losing weight because when i depressed i gained a lot of weight and i hope i hope immediately i started because i hate how i look i hate how i feel but now it's it's part of me and last year, I uh, went into another roadblock. I was diagnosed by the doctor that I'm not capable of function. Uh, so it's emotional breakdown, also physical breakdown. And that there's one question that I asked last year. Okay, Olivia, why don't I dedicate this recovery time to do one thing that I love? And then what is what what is the thing that I love? Fitness. It's the first thing, like fitness. Yeah. Okay, what can I, yeah, what can I do with fitness? Or maybe I can be a personal trainer. I don't know what it's gonna lead up me to, but I just want I want to get well. I want to recover by doing things that I love. So I say that pursuing personal training, education, doing dwelling into things that I love, fitness, what makes my recovery possible. And after that, ah, I actually I can help people. Okay, um, then I, you know, like equip myself with nutrition, equip myself with life coaching, and I want to have a female expert because that's the, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. So, let, let's talk about your your business. You know how, you know how how do you get your clients on board? Yeah. So uh, first, it was individual. So I said, okay, I get a personal training certification, only fitness. So I started with helping a startup company. They have a weight loss program for the employees who gain weight because they work from home because of COVID. And like uh, there were 25 of them. So for two months. And after that, I got my certification in nutrition and life coaching. So I get individualized. Yeah. Client is from word of mouth, <laughs> word of mouth, and I was not embracing my new identity as a coach. I just keep it for myself, and then I don't know why. You know, I don't know why. Maybe because I didn't believe that it can be my new path back then. So it was word of mouth, uh, individualized fitness, nutrition, or life coaching. But now uh, I want to combine all three into one, one thing, because I think health, as you know, is not only what we eat, right? Or how we yeah. move, but also what's going on in our mind. And that's the start. Yeah. No, definitely. And, you know, that's a very good point, what you've come on to there. So your, your own personal opinion, um, what is mental health? Mental health is the foundation. It's who the if fitness is the you know the, the, the vehicle. I think mental health is the engine itself. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's everything and 
something that people uh, like uh, take it as granted or like when I'm growing up, mental health is taboo. Like when uh, people depressed or sad, oh, you're just not strong enough. You just need to pray. You just need to uh, go to whatever you believe in to that, which is not, not wrong, but it's put responsibility externally not towards yourself and yeah. when you don't feel good you you blame yourself what's wrong with me and it's how i growing up i we don't talk about feeling we don't say i love you to each other to my parents to our to my siblings yeah. it's something that we don't do and i was confused why i felt uh, like shitty especially when you're abroad alone and that's hit you the most. I think mental health is the foundation for everything that you want to accomplish in your life. Fitness, career, relationship, then it should be the one that you uh, should prioritize day by day. It's something that you need to working on because it's not given. Oh, definitely. So yeah. how do you fit in your, your own fitness training around a busy schedule? Uh, that's really it required a lot of planning. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it a lot of planning. Uh, it's been possible. So I started to wake up uh, early in the morning, early bird, yeah. and I, and I work for my coaching five a.m. until nine a.m. before my office hour. Yeah, and after that, after five five p.m like what like i have meeting with you for example but i also have business coaching meeting i have yeah. coaching client as well and in between i have home gym i have garage gym so it helps yeah. and in weekend i i went to the gym so like even how long i can i can go exercise i have to plan it like really uh strategically otherwise it won't fit yeah <laughs> And you mentioned that you get up early, yes. Yeah. So for you, you do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what what time would you get up early? What's the earliest you would get up? The earliest. Yeah. The earliest four for a.m. Yeah. Good. I love that. So because you know I've started this philosophy this year, and uh -huh. it's all about maximizing your day. You know, and so actually I get up at three a.m. Oh wow. Um, oh. I get up at three. Um, I'll be in the gym at four. I'll start work at six. Oh, so, wow. um, but you know, I think we need to continue that. You know, I think yeah. we need. You know, obviously we need sleep as well. We need to have the balance. However, yeah. um, if we get up early, we energize. We energize more, and then we've you know, effectively we fit in more activities into that yeah. one day because, you know, effectively you could sleep a late, later every day, but you're yeah. not getting much done. So yeah, yeah, more yeah. Effective. Exactly, absolutely. And it's still very quiet, right? You don't get a lot of disruption. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. I, I love that somebody else out there is as crazy as me that gets up this early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People need to start to wake up early. <laughs> Definitely. So, for yourself, what's your favorite part of the week? My favorite part of the week? Yes. Uh, I like the coaching part, meeting my client, 
that's one of things that you know when I started that oh my god can I deliver you know the imposter syndrome but then I, I work with clients that uh, really sparks my my day yeah. and I'm really looking forward to meeting them that's the day I did the best part and like seeing them I'm like hey Olivia I'm really happy this is my win oh that's the best that is the best part yeah no definitely yeah. and for yourself you obviously we touched on um the pandemic so for you personally how how would you sum up the pandemic for you pandemic is humbling pandemic is uh, teaching me what is important pandemic is about pivoting and the pandemic is about endless possibilities no definitely because i think it's gave everyone the a, a new vision and um, because we were all going 100 miles an hour whereas now we're like oh okay we're sitting back a wee bit and we're like okay so we'll get five options here we're doing five things throughout our day okay we actually only need to do two of them now we can mm-hmm. throw away the other three in the bin now yeah <laughs> Effectively, you know, yeah yeah it's absolutely it's life is a wee bit more efficient now yeah and then because you don't have a lot of uh like interruption you don't have you know like when you need to stay at home you don't have a lot of like entertainment you don't cannot meet your friends face to face and then you stay home and then like okay <laughs> what should i do on my own <laughs> with myself <Yeah. laughs> yeah, okay now i'm really on my own <laughs> And then, you know, it hits, either it will rush you up or it will knock you down. And I humbly humble enough to see many people that it's not, it is not knock them down. It rise them up, making them connect with who they wow. are. And for me, it's, it's helping me to reconnect with who I am. Like, who is Olivia? Like, I'm curious about this Olivia. I want to know Olivia. And that's about, uh, you know, oh, before pandemic, I like to travel around Europe because it's pretty easy, right? And cheaper yeah. from Europe, travel around Europe compared to from Indonesia, travel to Europe. Anyway, I used to travel a lot, but then I realized I traveled to escape because I was not comfortable with my thought. I was not happy with my life. I just don't want to stay put. I want to be somewhere else. I want to escape. But now with the pandemic, I don't want to go travel. I'm comfortable with where I am now. I'm happy just being with my kids, with my husband, with what I'm doing. And if I'm travel, not because I want to escape, I want to recharge, I will come back and then I have more energy and full to serve. No, definitely. That's fantastic. So for yourself, how do you handle the bad habits of your week? What's Olivia's bad habits? If, if you have any. I do have bad habits. I think everyone who said they don't, they are not human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my bad habit is uh, taking things too seriously. <laughs> okay. Taking things seriously. For example, if you say, oh, Olivia, you, your form is, uh, is very poor, like your deadlift 
form is very poor and you call yourself a fitness trainer you know like something yeah. like that or you read comment in the in, in social media say something about correcting your form and it comes from someone who's not even educated enough in fitness or not yes. even in shape right i don't know maybe you experienced yeah, exactly. that right exactly and then and then i was like taking things too seriously you know when and uh, i react immediately instead of Okay, just work somewhere, don't think about it, but I will analyze and overanalyze and it affect my mood, it ruin my day because for me, with fitness is something that important. If someone say bad thing, it's personal, but it's not. People who said that stuff because they are covered, they just say it in social media because this is what the only thing they can and they are unhappy, maybe they're insecure. But yeah, that's my bad habit. And second, my bad habit is... Uh, Uh, I have like a drawer with chocolate next to me. <laughs> and most of the day, I forgot when I'm busy with work, with work. But when I had like argument or confrontations at work or stressful meeting, then uh, aha, I have this happy stuff in here. Let's get them all. Yeah. <laughs> I think this might be habit. But what helped me is to remember, I think it's, it's fine to, to not, to not ignore or to like deny your feeling. You feel upset, you feel disappointed, you feel stressed out. Yeah, you are, that's fine, that's fine. It doesn't mean that I have to ignore it and just like toughen it up and like do what it expected from me. But just honoring your feeling at that time and that's it, it will go, yeah. Ah, fantastic. And on the flip side of that, For your your own personal experience, what's your pet hates within health and fitness? The things that you hate to see. Ah, the thing that I hate to see in fitness. Yes, I know that's maybe a Ooh, lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, fitness is punishment. That's what I don't like. Don't like the most. Uh, like. I see in you know, when I was living in the Netherlands, I saw like a disabled guy, middle age, only with like a, a chair, a, how to say it, like a wheelchair. Yeah. Disabled from like from the limb down, and hit hit the bar, lift the weight, and like don't give uh, like exactly no excuse. Like I'm disabled, but I'm still mobile. I can do exercise. Yeah. And like. That's the, the definitions of fitness, you know, part of life. It's a luxury that you can able to do it. Uh, but when people saying fitness, Olivia, I just want to do exercise that help me to, you know, remove my uh, flap in here or like yeah. to have abs. Uh, it starts from, it's okay to start from not liking your body, but doesn't mean you have to punish your body, right? I think a fitness is... Uh, Privilege, privilege. Yeah, that's it. That's absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's quite funny you brought this subject up because I think personally, in health and fitness, you know, a lot of instructors out there, you know, are, are very keen to do high impact exercises. Okay, so, but we need to think about the future. Absolutely. So we mm. need to think about our ankles, knees, our hips. So can we do smaller movements, but more effective? Yes, <laughs> we can. 
You can. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, things like if we go to flexibility classes, you know, yoga classes, uh, body balance, Pilates, you know, that's yeah. what I've started my own training regime now. Yeah. Um, you know, but now there'll be no high impact in my yeah. training. It'll be smaller movements yeah. because it works. <laughs> it works, yeah, it works. And maybe it's one more thing if I can add like a fitness professional, uh, unfortunately, they scare people, you know. They know people not happy with how they look, with their body, and they feeding that fear in order to get clients. And for me, that's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You know, fitness is for everyone. Uh, it's not the one, you know, you know, you you see the, the certain image types on social media, you know, absolutely ripped you know yeah. down to their pants and you know they think everybody should look like this that's not how fitness no. is perceived yeah yeah and absolutely we need more people like you that educate the general population that fitness is not a poster goal in bikini or like a, a guy topless guy you know with ribs yeah. and the thing is people like drawn into that and they said, oh, people who look like that, uh, you know, fitness models, they know what they're talking about. Uh, but uh, I think you also know that not all the fitness influencers, they have good influence, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so for yourself, Olivia, if you don't mind me asking, what age are you? What? How, how old are you? Ah, how do, uh, what do you think how old I am? Guess. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? 28. 28. Oh, thank you. I'm 34 this year. <laughs> okay, 34. Right. Yeah. So, in another context, how old do you feel? I'm sorry? How old do you feel? Do you feel how your old? age? Uh, how old do I feel? Uh, it's hard to tell. I feel more energetic than uh, a year ago, so I feel younger. <laughs> Always say younger. Always, yeah. Always say younger. Yeah, I feel younger, and then, uh, and then, like, okay, this year I will be thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Reality hit. <laughs> so, for yourself, what's your favorite exercise to do? Pull ups. Pull ups. The pull up, yeah. 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 Okay. And you? Um, for me, my favorite exercise right now. I, I love to do shoulder press with ah. dumbbells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't, um, you know, say no to a pull-up because great exercise, still working yeah. with your body part. Yeah, and like, it's like that, it's, sometimes I, I have to admit that maybe it's one of bad ha habits I like to show off sometimes that I can pull up in the gym. <laughs> 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 but like, it's really empowering. Ah, oh, definitely. <laughs> if you're good at one thing, show off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if you go to the gym, what's the one thing you don't like to do? I don't like to do in the gym. Yes. Oh, I don't like uh, abs exercise. Abs exercise. Okay. Yeah. So, what in your journey so far? What would you say is your best accomplishment? 
uh, in terms of exercise that I'm doing or yeah. I think for sure uh, deadlift, uh, bench press and pull-ups. I almost able to pull my double body weight for deadlift. I can bench my body weight and I can they I can do eight pull-ups, straight pull-ups, and it was something that I'm working on for four years. So I think in my regime, I just wrote that those three big movements in my yeah in my daily routines. And it doesn't need, doesn't need to be fancy and like uh, different every time, right? It's just, just boring, old, <laughs> deadlift. <Yeah. laughs> it works. <laughs> and obviously we're we're only into the start of you know 2022. So do you have your own fitness goal for this year? Uh, my fitness goal this year, I want to do bodybuilding competitions, PC competitions. And I know it's something that tied to the country per country, and that's my goal. And I will move to another country this year in a couple months to Switzerland. So when I go to Switzerland, then that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. I will register immediately. Yeah, that's my fitness ah, fantastic. Goal. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool moving to Switzerland. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank uh, you. That'd be cool. So for yourself. What makes your business model unique to others? Uh, what makes my business model unique? I think because it's not one size fits all. It's combinations of fitness, nutrition, also life coaching. So it's mindset and strategy and understanding that people has different starting point. And instead of forcing my curriculum, oh, this is week one until week four, we're doing this, but start with but really embody where people at, you know, yeah. like not forcing what you have in mind or forcing your curriculum. I think that number one. And secondly, uh, is I, I've been in the all cycle as an expat myself, being unemployed, you know, being uh, working in the blue collar job, like I have to scrubbing toilets for buying groceries for example i had to work in the job that sucking myself i shifted career path and then growing my own business and moving country i think women can relate to me and i'm not native english speaker and so that's my client they are also not english also not their first language and you know like at first you think like my accent or my english is my uh downside but i think that's what make me relatable as a coach i'm not perfect i'm want to step ahead but i can help you if you trust yourself that you can trust me to guide you i think that human level that empathy relief to the people in front of you that i've been through what they've been through and make them can can see what possible for them yeah oh, definitely and for yourself where would you like to see your business within the next couple of years? Couple of years. Oh, I like my business in couple of years to be uh, in Europe. Yeah. Uh, hopefully still in Switzerland, but if not, I will not cry about it. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to be a, a well-known name when people talking 
uh, fitness coach for female expat and I want to be oh that's Olivia I want to be that person I want to be that brand in a couple of years yeah yeah okay and just before we round up so if any women out there are listening to this podcast episode and are thinking about you know get in touch with you and starting a fitness journey with yourself for the first time what advice would you say to them I think uh, my first advice, if they never do any fitness at all with their life and they want to start, I want to say that start small. Don't go to the gym if it's intimidate you. Don't toughen it up because you have to go to the gym. Start small, start at home, build consistency. And when you are ready, you go to the gym. If you need help, then you can hire online coach or hire a gym personal trainer. But start where you feel comfortable at and doing it consistently. 15 minutes a day, that's fine. That's all you need to start, yeah. Nah, fantastic. And if people want to find you on social media or on your website, where can they do that? I'm mostly active in Instagram and Facebook. You can find me in Instagram at olivia.lisda. And my Facebook also the same, Olivia Lisda without the dot. So I don't have my website yet, but it will live soon. Nah, fantastic. It's been awesome having you on, on the show all the way from Dusseldorf and Germany. Well Thank you for having me. Club. So <laughs> have you got any questions for myself? Yeah, I, I do. I'm interested to know, like, uh, what's the story behind the podcast? Like, uh, what what brought you to uh, to this to doing the podcast? Yeah. Okay. So effectively, um, going way back, um, I've been involved in health and fitness probably since 2013, and um, since I, I had my weight loss. And then on the back of that, a couple of years later, put myself through qualifications and then got a gym job. And then so that was at the tail end of 2017. And I was thinking in October past there, so October 21. So that was four years working in mm-hmm. the same job. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I need a new vision on health and fitness as a as a whole as an aspect you know because i need a new angle i need to know how everybody's thinking because it's okay saying health and fitness is this but it's actually this that and that and that you know mm-hmm. it's, it's so big it is unbelievable mm-hmm. because i've started it in october and the idea is that we tend you know you you've described it earlier Mm-hmm. And to find there's a lot of people online, negative comments, and you, you find this in all aspects of life. But yeah. we need to network together. So that's the whole point behind it is if I can create a positive, you know, network of of people online who I can connect with, you know, yeah. we're building a bigger positivity um, on health and fitness as a whole. And hopefully that will help maybe the next 10, 20 years going forward. Ah, 
really powerful and inspired story. Yeah. Thank oh. you for doing that, by the way. No, you're very welcome. Thank you, Olivia. Yeah. What is your philosophy? What is your ultimate philosophy with health and fitness? So, my own philosophy? Yes, yeah. Okay, so it's changed because I think what I just said there, you know, building a, a network. Um, but as you know, I, I like to maximize my day. So my thing is that, you know, if we build a network, if people are maximizing their day, but the one thing that I'm going to say is that people within health and fitness um, or any walk of life, you know, especially a high demanding job that, you know, you're, you're dealing with people every day. Mm -hmm. We need we need to speak to people. We need to uh, have our people skills, you know, one-to-one. Yeah. -one. So that's, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, so, um, you know, anyone can hire a trainer, right? So you, you can go anywhere. You can hire a trainer anywhere. Okay, but the thing is, people aren't, you know, they aren't just hiring you for the sake that you're a trainer. So they're hiring Olivia because of your personality skills. They're yeah. hiring Olivia because you bring that connection one-to-one. -one. So yeah. that's that's what my philosophy is. I So that's why my own uh, personal branding is um, Scott Marshall Fitness. Yeah. And then it's coaching made personal. So ah. it's a personal effect. Yeah, yeah, I like it, yeah. 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 I said like you know, like when you said people can uh pay the you know the most famous uh trainer in the world exist, but they cannot make the trainer do the work for you. Like if you want to do your first pull up, you cannot pay one million US dollar to get your first pull up, yeah. you know, like that's the beauty of it, that like you cannot have you can have a Kim Kardashian butt or like do liposuction to have abs, but to be strong in the gym to be able to do that, then it's something that money cannot buy, right? No, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're totally right. Um, <laughs> but no, it's been great having you on the show, Olivia. Um, thank you for having thank, me. Thank you for your time. Of thank course. You. Bye.